L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the show where we talk about video games. Craig was conducting the song with his hands. He was doing it so hard he forgot to come in. Craig, but wasn't it really good? I could totally be a conductor professionally. I did not know where you were going to end that sentence. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming of the Generations. It's a show where we take a video game IP. We talk about its past, its present, and its future. I'm Jackson Parker. And I'm your host, Craig Johnson. And sitting diagonally across from us, behind the TV, behind the camera, behind the computer, behind the screens, behind the man, the behind the myth, behind In the legend. In front of the shelf. In front of the shelf. <gasps> Logan, Logan Adam Schultz! Yeah. All right, yeah! <laughs> I am both behind and in front of things. That's the one. I am the beginning and the end. I the am. Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> uh, Jackson. I'm back in high school church. Jackson, what? how you doing, buddy? Uh, I, I'm doing. You doing good? Yeah, doing I'm, good. Fi- I'm fine. That's good. It's a, how about you? you? You doing? It's my anniversary today. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. And you're here making this. I know. I'm here. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, uh, non-existent audience. Thank you. Woo. We're going to go see uh, Scream 2 tonight in theaters. Oh, that's fun. Because we, uh, we both really like Scream. Like We like the trilogy, mm-hmm. and then the other ones suck. Uh, and we uh, we watched like the newest one that had come out together, and that one was way too meta. Um, uh, isn't there a Scream video game coming out? Uh, I want to say yes, but I can't remember if it's specifically a Scream video game or if it's a video game that involves multiple um, horror icons. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I can't remember. It might be a I don't think Scream there's a new game. one coming out. Is there not? I uh, swear. Maybe it's Dead by Daylight. Maybe Dead he by Daylight. He isn't Dead by Daylight. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um... Don't know, but we love the first Scream. First Scream's amazing. Oh, it's so we're gonna. But Scream 2 is... Having its 25th anniversary in theaters, so oh, we're gonna nice. go watch that tonight. Yeah. Is that like Terminator 2, which is just better? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Scream one's the best one. Uh, two and three are are pretty good. They're um, pretty. They're fine. Yeah. I had never seen Three's any the of the movies weird. until earlier this year. Oh, really? And I saw Scream one and with a uh, Matthew Lillard in it. Yeah. With, yes. Yeah. From Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, I know he's amazing. The in Shagster. It. Uh, the what Shagster. Did, what did you what did you think? Can you imagine having a role so iconic that that's what you're known for the, re- it, for the rest uh, of your life? Yeah. To the fact that he is he, he voices Shaggy in multiverses. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. Don't that. Which, speaking of news, uh, multiverses Stripe is now uh, released today. Oh, Stripe the uh, from Gremlins. The Gremlins. Yeah. yeah. So Stripe's out. He's really fun. What does he do? Uh, he's an assassin. His side special is either when he's on the ground, he either skates bo- skateboards at you or he comes flying oh, at you with a, a chainsaw. Cool, he's a cool kid. He's okay. a cool kid. Uh, his neutral special is a gun. Classic. Um, oh, yep. You brought it up. Here's the, yeah, brought it here's the, the, here's the revol- release for him. This is a gameplay trailer. Do you feed him? You don't feed uh, him. He should have a feed mechanic. But yeah, he's uh, he's actually a lot of fun to play as. Um, oh, he's got a yeah. He throws a little buzz saw, yeah, a little Mega a, Man action. Literally, when I saw yeah, that, oh my god, yeah, it is just Mega Man. When I saw that, I was like, oh my god, he's Mega Man, uh, with 
a real gun. Actually, they call it his toy gun. Oh. But it's like... It's uh, like a little crossbow-looking thing. Yeah, he, well, he also has a crossbow. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, but his new special is his toy gun. Um, the fact that this game exists at all is wild to me. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm it's crazy. This and I'm like, this is a fever dream. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, his spike is really fucking powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy that multiverses is a thing. Oh yeah, my twelve year old brain would not have been able to handle this. It's nuts. Have you? And they even got Black Lantern, uh, Superman as one of the skins now. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And uh, Black Lantern, Wonder Woman as well. Love that. I noticed um, they don't have my Green Lantern in there yet. So. They, they don't. Maybe one day. I'm sorry. It's fine. I just play it a lot more if they had Green Lantern. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, other than that, the only other news I have, one thing that we never talked about uh, at TennoCon, which, for those who don't know, that's the convention for Warframe. Yeah. Um, at TennoCon, they announced... Uh, Coming to Multiverses. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, Soul Frame. Uh, it's like a weird... It looks like a weird... Not medieval, but they use, like, swords and stuff. Future... Like... It's oh weird. It looks really cool, and I'm super excited for it because I really enjoyed Warframe. Yeah, um, oh, I did too. Warframe was great. Uh, Logan is trying to solve a puzzle right now. Yeah, you got to do a puzzle box to get into the website. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I, yeah, I was trying to pull up the website. Uh, it says Envoys Ode of Ode Sky. He's doing great, everybody. He's trying to solve this Da Vinci ass puzzle. Um, he is just guessing. Uh, uh, it's not going well for him though. I will say. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, this is, <laughs> I believe it's uh, an MMO, an open world MMO. Um, oh, you only get three tries, apparently. Oh, wow. Is Logan about to lock himself out of this website? Forever. What a bad video game website. What's happening? It's it's an You uh, must solve ARPG. the puzzle. Hmm. Oh, it's right up here. It's all up here. Okay, wait, hold on. Is it? That seems like too many characters. Yeah, st- keep talking. I want to okay. do this. <laughs> Let's let yeah. Logan figure it's, that out. You gotta do. You gotta make Ode Ode Sky. I'm guessing. Oh and then that's your yeah, key. you have to make Ode Sky, and that's your key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then what's the D? Guys, this is bad podcasting. I'm sorry. I'm okay, yes. Uh, anyways, what do you, what do you have for news? Um, not a lot. Uh, Monster Hunter is coming to Sonic Frontiers. Uh, what? Yeah, there was some uh a release fuck? thing of Sonic wearing like Monster Hunter armor. Which is interesting, considering the game hasn't even come out yet, and you're already doing crossovers, which is weird. Um, I mean, but we are talking about the people that decided that everything that you want uh, needs to be DLC that you have to buy individually. That's true. That's true. I'm so good at puzzles. Uh, Oh, Logan got in. Your path awaits. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. I like the the artwork. Yeah, the style that uh, looks really really cool. Yeah. Official 4K release reveal trailer. Yeah, okay, we, well, we this don't. Is fi- this is six minutes long. We but, don't uh, have yeah, a we don't have a release date or anything like that for. No. Uh, it just looks like Warframe. Soulframe exactly. will deliver but, its own spellbinding and uniquely immersive fantasy experience, led by the creative and imaginative minds behind Warframe. This 4K Soulframe trailer is your first look into the wild and vibrant world. Uh, I don't know if "vibrant" is the word I would use as of right now, but. Ah, oh, that dude just got wrecked. He got clapped. Straight up. Big moose. Wrecked. Straight up fact. Big moose. That's a moose. He's a happy moose. I'm oh, skipping no. around for the sake of time. He's an oh, angry yeah. moose. 
He got little danglies on his on his. I almost said mandibles. <laughs> those are those aren't mandibles. <laughs> Imagine a moose with mandibles. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Uh, the armor on these guys looks really fucking cool. Yeah, I really like the cape. like. He looks cool, but like the three guys that he's like about to fight look awesome. Um, I uh, so I you know I enjoyed Warframe, so I have oh Logan skipped right over them. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, combat if combat is like this, combat looks dope. Exactly. But this is you know cinematic, this, so. yeah, cinematic trailer. Um, There's no way it's... But I, I like the melee combat in Warframe. You know, obviously Warframe, you're kind of like going at the fucking speed of sound and running, yeah. like blasting through levels, but it's still really fun. Uh, you could say you're rolling around at the speed of sound. Got places to go. Got to follow that rainbow. That was a Sonic song. That's Escape from the City. Um, Yeah, I, I, mean, I like it. It looks... I'm here for it. Looks nifty. Got a big dog. Got a big dog. We all love big dogs. We all love, we're big dog people here. Uh, Logan, you got any other, you got any other news? Well, yeah, I got some news for you. I got some news. Ah, uh, yeah. So they announced a new Splatfest uh, well, next month. I don't own Splatoon um, 3. Oh, do you? speaking of sp Splat, um, the uh, the YouTubers who were using Splatoon 3 to stream porn have been banned. I didn't know just that was so happening. Everybody knows. So, yeah, I didn't wow. hear that story either. Yeah, I just, I just read that uh, this morning at like 3 a.m. Why? Why? I don't. This okay. I don't get it because here's the thing. Pornhub's free. Yeah. X videos is free. It, why do you have to go out of your way to get it through some weird stream? Because you can. That's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. That's uh, really weird. I don't. Yikes. Uh. But yeah, they. Uh, they oh, got, it was VTubers. It would be VTubers. Of course. It's always VTubers. But yeah, they got okay. they got banned. Well, uh, this next Splatfest is a partnership with Pokemon, which of course is coming out soon as well. So it's going to be grass type, fire type, and water type. It's oh, okay. Free. I'm here for the grass type, baby. So uh, They don't have my type, so I'll have to pick a different one. You're my type, Jackson. Aw, thanks. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, oh, the first yes. soldier, shuts down in January. This is their... Um, their battle royale, which I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I played it a little bit on my phone back when we were at the old location. Oh yeah, um, the old days. It's fine. Well, now you don't it's play it anymore. It's weird, like, and it's only on phone. Mm. It's only mobile. Uh, I think it would have done better if it hadn't been. Um, there's a couple of interesting ideas to it, but it's. I think there is a limit to what people are willing to play on their phone um like as like a mass like yeah. obviously there are a lot of people that play games on their phone but i think for at least in the states in the states uh, i would say like i mean just something that i tend to see is that a lot of these games expect like console and pc numbers yeah. and then they don't get those and like well it, this sucks. It's like, well, you have phone numbers. Those are different numbers. Yeah. A, a yeah. lot of them get more than console and PC numbers because they're getting mobile numbers. Like, it just depends on how you capture that mobile audience, right? Well, I, but I think, I feel like games like this are the types of games that people would be like, I would rather play this on like a PC. I would rather play this on a console than try to play this on my phone. Yeah. And it, uh, in, again, yeah, in, in the States, I know that there's some like, uh, the biggest game in the world is a battle royale on, on cell phone mm -hmm. uh, that I cannot remember the name of, but it's like, in uh, in like Southeast Asia, it's played like massively. Oh, jeez! Hmm. Um, it's like one of the most 
uh, streamed games on Twitch, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what the name of the Lost game is. Ark. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I shoot, I really don't remember. Uh, any of these? Is it Honor? Maybe Arena of Valor? Maybe is what it is. Oh, well, that makes sense. T- it's Tencent. Ah, Tencent has really been buying up a lot. Oh of yeah, lately. they've been Tencent's everywhere. They've yeah. been killing it. No, that's the MOBA. There, it's a there's a battle royale game. Uh, is it the third one? Oh no, it's PUBG. Clash of Clans. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Moving on, keeping this train moving. There's a new uh, Scarlet and Violet Pokemon trailer. Oh, that's out, exciting. Uh, so you can check that out. We're not going to do that now. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> is getting free Monster Hunter themed content. That's He's cooking the meat. So weird. I'm baffled by this. It's so Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, so this is interesting. Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming to Steam. Oh, um, oh, dope. But they did also tease what sounds like the next Crash game. Uh, so something to keep an eye on for the Game Awards on uh, December 8th. It said, the message said, hungry for more? Try our new Wumpa Pizza for $12.08. Ah. Uh, game Awards airs on December 8th. Ah, a new and yeah, and you can see like the like like the thing like curves over, so like the receipt's not done. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Uh, cool. That's I, cool. I haven't played Crash Four. I really want to because I love Crash Bandicoot. I've never played a single Crash Bandicoot game in my life. What is wrong with you? Sounds like a live stream waiting to happen. Uh, again, didn't have PlayStation. <laughs> I love Crash <laughs> Banuka. Uh, ooh, No Man's Sky. Oh, is uh, this about the controversy of 4.0? Uh, No Man's Sky came out on Switch. Uh, and then it came along with the new Waypoint update Which as well. Which is very controversial. Uh, Waypoint is best described as a major overhaul to No Man's Sky's geared toward making the game easily tailored to players regardless of the experience they're trying to get out of it. If you want something more relaxing and casual, you can do that. If you want more challenging, you can do that. Um, I'm going to read this quote because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Access the universe of No Man's Sky from anywhere in update 4.0 Waypoint, launching for the first time on Nintendo Switch and overhauling fundamental elements of gameplay, including game modes, inventory size, and usability, milestones, journey cataloging, and much more. Uh, this is a direct quote from No Man's Sky's blog post. Tailor every aspect of the game to your unique play style with custom game modes. Launch into the action quickly with an existing difficulty preset or tinker with everything from economy to combat challenge to survival difficulty to perfect your experience. Weird. So I think, I mean, I haven't looked at it yet myself, although I was playing No Man's Sky last week. Uh, But it seems like it's just really a focus on customization. So the biggest thing... The biggest change that is what people have been up in arms on Reddit over uh, is that change to inventory. So basically, I believe, and anyone can comment and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the change is, is that you will have way more inventory. However, your tech slots are now way limited to what you used to be able to do. I feel like, I think what it is now is now your suit. Uh, so where as it used to be, you could put as many... I think you could put like as many tech slots in your inventory as you wanted. Now you can't do that anymore. Your inventory is like just your inventory, and now your tech slots are their own thing, uh, and you can have significantly less. Um, and that is, I believe, what people are up in arms about. And ah. they've changed like how effective they are and all that kind of stuff. So, so I want to reference this article from Player Dot One. Uh, it says uh, inventory received a visual overhaul. The technology and cargo slots were merged together to make things more seamless. That's it, I think. The general tab from the inventory is removed, 
which means that items and technology now have their own inventories. Yeah. The maximum number of slots per inventory has increased significantly as well, with about 120 new item slots and 60 technology slots. So I think that's an increase. Uh, another notable change is that the cost of purchasing new inventory slots is reduced. Besides that, players can now choose exactly which slot to unlock should they buy new ones. Uh, so I think it's just a restructuring, but in general, it just seems easier. So. Right. I, I believe what happened is, is now, uh, so like it says, where uh, technology and cargo are now like merged together, I believe that means your overall like technology is now one thing. And so instead of being able to have technology just for your exosuit, technology just for like your ship and stuff like that, it's now all one technology thing, uh, which people don't like. Huh. Weird. I, I I got nothing to say on that. I yeah, you don't play the game. So sweet, I guess. <laughs> like, oh darn. Uh, but yeah, people have been all mad about it and stuff like that. And it's like you can literally like they. But like uh, the the truth of the matter is is that you can now literally change so many elements of the game yourself, like without having to like go into creative mode and stuff like that. That you can make it as easy as difficult as you want to. Mm-hmm. So needing to have a bunch of technology and stuff like that to do these certain things you can just change like the difficult like you can just go in and change like that stuff yourself without needing technology to do it so it's like i don't i don't know people uh real mad about it people mad and people some people fine yeah i'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine most <laughs> most people i think are fine uh l fanning was announced as the star in hideo oh, kojima's her. next game who is that she's in the great she plays Catherine. She's in a bunch what of is things. that? Uh, the Great mm-hmm. is a show on Hulu about Catherine the Great. It's ah. a comedy. Her. Um, they I call it a. Uh, what? They call it a almost historically accurate. Um, show's fantastic. I really uh, Jennifer and I really 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 enjoy it. Oh, I've seen We Bought a Zoo. Okay, so I know her from We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> that is it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's in We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Not any of those other things. But we bought a zoo. I got that one. All right. Great. Uh, Need for Speed Unbound was officially revealed. Saw that. Uh, It's coming out this December. And it looks real weirdly anime. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, You kind of get that art style there. It's cool. Like, the art style looks really nifty. Yeah, I like that. Um, I am all down for games having more artistic style to them. And I like the the way the cars look. How they're kind of like that initial d looking yeah um i've been in this place before more real than that right i definitely care less about realism in especially racing games because i think we've got that yeah right we 100 percent have like simulator racing games already yeah right we have a we have a handful of those like i've seen ones where i like i'll be watching like a tiktok and i'm like Oh my God, that's a game. Yeah, like, like, like you're like, you're like, wait, this isn't real. <laughs> so now I'm looking for cool and fun and yeah. impactful, and and this seems like it has some of those characteristics. So yeah, yeah. I want my Midnight Club Two back. Yeah, my you Need do. for Speed Underground Two. <laughs> I love that. Give game. Jackson his Need for Speed Underground, which is kind of what this looks like. So yeah, I'm here for it. Oh, it's that time. WTF news. Yeah, it is. All right, Logan. What on earth do you have for us today? This is kind of a unique one. Wait, I got to wait for the jingle to stop. I am. Uh, We're going to react really quickly. Oh, God. (laughs) I wasn't expecting to see Mark Zuckerberg's stupid face. We're going to react really quickly to a three and a half minute um, (laughs) 
trimmed down version of yesterday's uh, Meta Quest Pro. That's a really VR good reveal. Okay, that face he's making is. Great. I love VR. I really do love my VR. Do uh, you love Zuck? Uh, no. <laughs> so WTF doesn't always mean bad. That's right? true. It just means what? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so let's watch this and and is this where he's gonna talk about feet? Share your thoughts. I don't think feet. While he barbecues, more. he does talk about feet. <laughs> All right, here's this. <laughs> We're focused on building the fundamental technology that fundamental. will help bring the metaverse to life. Whether that's in virtual reality, augmented reality, or so the social weird. presence layer across both. This is MetaQuest Pro. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Can we call you Mark? <laughs> this is the new Quest Pro home and What is with this camera? I don't know. For the first time, this is where you'll be. We have completely this reimagined the VR headset as a powerful be. device for productivity, creative work, and multitasking. Quest Pro is our sleekest form factor yet, with a super thin set of lenses in at my the front, VR? and our first ever curved cell battery at the back to give it a perfect balance. Oh. So our oh. new headset design that, with this most of them aren't like front heavy, yeah. So I do appreciate that. But you can also use Quest Pro's magnetic light blockers for a more immersive experience whenever oh, you like. Cool. We've also I redesigned mean, the I'm whole optical use stack to yeah, better I would than never anything want. we've shipped Not before. Once. The new pancake lenses work by folding light over several times and work by make pouring syrup all over your eyes. <laughs> the pancake lenses work by pouring syrup directly into your thinner. eyes. They also put more pixels in the center, giving I'd you pay, sharper, I'd pay extra clearer for visuals. For which syrup makes your how much extra? Yeah. A whole lot easier. Yeah, Couple hundred bucks. The <laughs> oh, yeah. displays have 37% more pixels per inch than Quest 2. Wow. Thanks to our new local dimming technology, 75% local dimming technology. Richer oh. and vibrant Only colors. dims locally. Just oh make God. VR even more engaging. <laughs> Go to your local dimmer. This is our first device to use the new Snapdragon XR2 Plus processor that we worked on with Qualcomm. Quest Pro runs at 50% more power with better thermal dissipation, which gets a significantly okay. better performance. And this is the first new chip from our deep partnership with Qualcomm. Mark, you Don't should forget, not be the, the one doing this. He really shouldn't. Oh, it's just awkward every time. Themselves and also work a bit more like extensions of your hands. Yeah, the new sensors yeah. track your position yeah. in 3D space Oh, interesting, okay. So the controllers the have cameras too. So you can get oh, cool. 360 degree range of motion. And they include our new True Touch haptics, which give a wider and more precise range of feedback. Do effects. they have ways to attach them to my wrist? Because if not, those things are going to fly. And do they, I know, seriously. Okay, I, I think maybe they do. Oh, maybe not. I thought that's what they were about to show. And keeps both the headset and controllers that was cool, you could like attach things to the bottom for like technology yeah. Enabling collaborative Precision. meetings virtually is mixed reality, where we have to account for both the physical and digital elements in the environment. I'm worried that those don't have straps. They really need them. SDKs for Quest 2 to make it easy for developers to start experimenting. Quest Pro uses high-resolution cameras that capture four times as many pixels as Quest 2. I don't think anyone's going to do that. And an additional that. RGB camera to turn pass-through into full color along with a depth system made to understand your environment and work with it. Movement SDK enables avatars to hmm. mimic expressions in real time. Oh, don't show off your bad avatars again. We're building a better That's why they talked about They did that for the majority of the second half of the conference. I don't think it's in this video. Damn. It lets you meet in mixed reality and share the same space. You can use a whiteboard, bring in objects. Ah! <laughs> they are. I hate them. Whether they're in full VR or in mixed reality. God, they look so we weird. This will help hybrid teams collaborate. 
and we're hoping to ship this next kind of a cool idea though that we're i can like really watch to get this into your, hands. your vr yeah from, like, starting Skype. today yeah 14.99 jesus christ mark wow. okay mark Woo my guy it's a little pricey absolutely not it's all right a little so pricey. before you <laughs> that bad boy's going on layaway <laughs> Before before you blow up, let me provide just a little bit of context, and then I want I want to hear all your thoughts. Using Excel and VR is not worth fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> so I think that's an important thing to consider is that this doesn't feel like as much of a gaming device as maybe the the current Quest Two does. Right. Um, this seems like it's geared more towards um, professionals, uh, remote workers, that type of idea. So when does LAS get the their New quest. It's on pre order for, ah, for, for $14.99. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, it'll be delivered on August what did say? <laughs> or in October. Uh so they really focused on mixed reality. Um they really did, yeah. So they have the the strong cameras up front. It's it's RGB color. So um you guys said that you really wanted the blockers on the sides, the light blockers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's but an extra fifty. I watched it is. I watched a review. <laughs> And this guy, uh, I think it was from CNET, he said that he actually really liked having the sides open because he was using almost exclusively mixed reality. Yeah, yeah, that would help. It felt a little bit like looking through a window where you could place virtual objects, kind of get that AR idea, but it felt continuous. If you were using it for augmented reality, I feel like not having the coverage would be good because then they feel more like glasses. And it's just like you're looking through glasses. I, I for one, really like that um, there's more cameras on the face and there's more Mm -hmm. camera on the uh, cameras and the controllers so that now Facebook can watch my hands and can scan them for my fingerprints to get 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 into anything they couldn't already get into. And the idea being that the controllers don't need to be seen by the headset in order for them to be placed in space which is like the biggest problem of playstation's vr and uh i mean i have like the first generation vive and that's true of the vive too i know your hands are out of out of those cameras they just like yeah and you're you can't play the game it's like um so i do i mean i do think that's cool i think that that's a step in the right direction i think a lot of money so there's that's the interesting question right is sure this is for professionals but $1,500 puts it at the low end of professional AR, VR, mixed reality headsets. Right. But on the high end of like gaming consumer level. So who is this really for? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if, if this is going to be either the kind of thing where no one buys it because businesses will just buy the more expensive, better ones and gamers aren't going to buy it because it's too expensive. It's just in a weird middle ground. Um, or... Maybe it will like sell really well because businesses will look at it and go like, "Oh, we can get this for cheaper. Like we can get like we can do augmented reality stuff for way cheaper." And then like the few gamers that are rich um, can buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always that group of people that will buy it, right? We and by the few gamers that are rich, I mean the entire furry community. Yes, those fuckers are rich. Yeah, <laughs> and then they can be furry in VR. There we go. Or sorry, AR. I mean, hey, they've already taken over Smokey the Bear, so I figured that would have happened a long time ago. No, have you seen what? Who's replacing Smokey the Bear? No, uh, it's like Ember the Fox. I, Logan, I need you to look up. Why uh, are we replacing Smokey? Uh, first off, yes, that's an atrocity. Why would we ever replace Smokey? But it's happening. Second off, pull up a picture of I think his name's Ember the Fox, and tell me that's not a goddamn fur oh, suit. Yeah, no, that's a fur. That's a fur suit. That is. Uh... 
Look at that. That's a fursuit. <laughs> Smokey Bear heads for retirement. <laughs> this is spelled wrong. Uh, what is this article? It's retirement. Uh, heads for retirement as BC Wildlife introduces Ember the Fox. Look at that. That is a looks fursuit. That like, looks like a Pokemon that <laughs> is ready for love. I mean, Smokey also looks like a fursuit, right? But R- like... But like uh, like a fun like, but of, that is like got the big head and everything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's pra. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um. Well, talking about weird oversexualized animals. <laughs> yeah. Um. That is a great way to lead into the next. To what we're talking about uh, today. The fan base for this game we're talking about today is really weird. It's a little weird. Um. Wait. Weirder than Undertale? <sighs> similar, right? Yeah, similar, very, very but similar. weirder. There's some crossover. Weirder, weirder or less I don't weird. think... It, the, so the Undertale fans... I mean, I'm an Undertale fan. Same. I don't think Undertale fans are weird. I think they are passionate, and they let that passion get aggressive. Let it get the best of them. I understand. I understand. Um, I, I, for the record, I, I love Undertale. I, I do as well. amazing game. Um, so this was a little indie gem that we're talking about that came out of nowhere continuing our our october yeah our, our halloween spook, horror spooky theme. month yes oh yes uh in case you didn't realize we're in spooky month last week spooky we did month. indie games and today we're doing a game that was once an indie game and is now one of the biggest franchises in video games yeah honestly um which is weird to say Very based on say. what it is uh we are talking about fnaf or five nights at freddy's Ooh. What? This is my. This is the theme song, of course. <laughs> the Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't actually know what this is. I don't know what this is either, but it makes perfect sense for Five Nights at Freddy's. It has. It's a song. It's called The Living Tombstone. It has 275 million views. Whoa! It's like the Five Nights at Freddy's song. <laughs> there you go. This song is um, something. Uh, so, for anyone who's been living under a rock, Five Nights at Freddy's is a video game franchise uh, made by Scott Cawthorn. Cawthorn? Cawthorn. Um, who, uh... Just one guy. Yeah, one yeah. dude. Um, there it is. Who made the first one. I guess he's since sold it to another company, or at least has a company that makes the games now. For yes, him. so Scott Cawthorn, I believe, made all of them up to... The most recent one. Yes, that um, was made by another company. And that was, yes, he sold that. Uh, and I think he said he might be working on something else or he might be done. The uh, uh, story originated from it's a game of terrifying animatronics. You are in the first one, we'll start with the first one. You are a uh, security guard who is hired to watch Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Which is, if there's a hardcore fan out there, he'd be like, no, uh, it's Freddy Faz, because there's like 8 million different pizzerias. It's Fazbear's Pizzeria. But, uh, shut up. Um, we don't know and we don't care. Uh, you are the night guard who is supposed to watch it for five nights, hence the name Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, and in those nights, the animatronics come to life and try to kill you and stuff you inside of a spring lock. Uh, no, no, keep the German subtitles on. Animatronic suit. Uh, Why are there German subtitles? There's a huge amount of lore to the game at this point. Uh, he, hey, uh, we can call we can call these games Matt Pat's career, <laughs> right? One hundred percent. There is a huge amount of lore that I will cover briefly when it's relevant. Yeah. Um, because it is actually really interesting. It is. 
it goes a little off the rails, but um, I have had to sit down and like go through the lore like twice just to understand yeah, what is yeah. going on. But in the very first game, what we're talking about here, um, right now, security guard survive five nights, don't get stuffed into a springlock suit. Yep. And their their explanation for why these suits do it is just that the suits uh, sometimes will like just turn on and then they'll realize that there's no kids, so they go find try to find a kid, but they don't really like understand how to interact with you and all that kind of stuff, and they might put you into a, a a suit because they think that you are an animatronic skeleton out of its suit, and it plays in a unique way where you are sitting in one room. Yeah, you don't move. No, you are sitting in one room. You have access to a series of security cameras that you can use to, like, watch the building. And you've got two doors to protect yourself on either side that use power. You run out of power, you die. Uh, so it's a lot about power usage. <laughs> Logan is trying to watch this right now. I he, don't. I he, don't. <laughs> he, he pulled up uh, He pulled up Markiplier to play in it. <laughs> He's not doing so hot. Um, this is not Logan's money. It is. So I do... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's Jump Scare City. That is it the is game. It is Jump Scare City. It is Jump Scare the game, which is my least favorite thing. I'm, I can get into horror. I can get into psychological thrillers. I, jump scares are stupid. Yeah. They make I, me, they make me unhappy. I get you. Um, uh, before we go too much farther, I want to reference something you brought up, which was uh, the creator, Scott Cawthorn. Um, was it Cawthorn? So I thought it was Cawthorn. Uh, it is. Cawthorn, sorry. Oh. Um, my apologies, I messed up. I'm gonna the reference creator. this article from Polygon, uh, dated June 17th, 2021. It says the creator uh is retiring from public game development. Oh, he's, okay, he's retired. Um, in a statement, he said that he will continue to make games as a hobby and for his children, but he's handing off Five Nights at Freddy's to another developer. Um, this came on the back of uh a lot of criticism about his political donations to Republican politicians. Yes. That yeah. were especially uh, President Donald Trump. This was all happening at that time. Um, and that there was a specific pushback from the LGBTQ community and, and conflict there. Uh, so you're leaving on controversy past Five Nights at Freddy's on. And the story of Scott and Five Nights at Freddy's is actually really interesting because the reason Five Nights at Freddy exists is not because, like, Chuck E. Cheese animatronics are scary, though, I mean, it kind of is, but it was because they are. Scott was a failed game maker. He made multiple games and couldn't get any success, and a lot of the games that he made were made fun of and ridiculed. They were much more wholesome in tone yeah. because they felt scary. Like, the, the animations, people said they look like terrifying animatronics. So Scott, smartly, leaned into that and created what is now uh, one of the most spun-off franchises in gaming. I mean, we had, uh, what, Willy's Wonderland, which isn't officially a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and they claim they weren't inspired by Five Nights at Freddy's, but it, it was 100% It's was. a movie with Nick Cage where he fights animatronics. Like, in a pizzeria. On. It's very much Five Nights at Freddy's. 100%. There's a movie in the works. There's like a 20 book like book series franchise of books. Yeah. Um it's it's crazy. Toys the whole nine. It, this thing exploded. Uh and a lot of that is also in Dune part like when we were talking about our indie games, uh YouTubers playing these games and people watching other people get scared marks i would argue mark specific mark applier yes specifically 
he really he is the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, he uh, really, really like pushed this game yeah. to an extra level because people loved watching him play it and get scared. And I think in general, people love watching other people play horror games because it's fun to watch someone else get scared. Yeah, and the first game plays on a lot of fears, right? Yeah. It's, tight enclosed spaces you don't have the ability to move you don't have the ability to defend yourself other than a door which doors which are both very limited in how often you can use them right and as someone who has played the first one and none of the other and ones, the terrifying fan yes that's a matt pat reference uh as someone who has played the first one the first two nights are like actually freaky and then the rest uh, is just uh, stressful because you, there's so much that you have to do to win and it just becomes stressful and yeah. not scary. Uh, but yeah, this this first game absolutely exploded for being so simple. Oh, so simple. For lore purposes, I will also need to say that there is a man that talks to you on the phone. Oh, yes. Phone guy. Phone guy. Uh, uh, he's a phone guy. It's very uh, important guy. to the lore. A couple things that are interesting here that I want to bring up too, just because I'm, I'm kind of reading through this and looking at it. Um, I'm assuming you've never played these, Logan. Uh, f- no, but that's one of the things is, do you feel like Five Nights at Freddy's was one of the major catalysts towards um, watching gameplay on YouTube becoming very popular? I think it was up there. I think, hearkening back to our last episode, uh, which you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, Slender was the kickoff, and I think this really, I think Amnesia was the kickoff. Oh, yeah, I always forget about Amnesia. Yeah, Amnesia the Dark Descent. I mean, that's what launched PewDiePie's career, who is to this day one of the top YouTubers ever. Plus, Um, Minecraft. And I mean, and Mark, that launched Mark's career, and Jacksepticeye, like a lot of, uh, what are they called, like TrueView or whatever. Uh, So, so let's say Amnesia kicked it off. Slender grabbed it, passed it. FNAF got the touchdown. Yeah, and what's what's crazy? That's is, all football I know. Is that it's all <laughs> it's all horror games, right? These yeah. are three horror game franchises that made careers out of so many people on YouTube. Like aside from Minecraft, this is what people were watching. Yeah, which is nuts. Um, and that's just I mean that's just FNAF one. Yeah, and and that yeah, again, this this is just the first one that we're talking about that was huge and exploded, and everyone was. I don't know if everyone was playing it, but everyone was watching, watching it, it get played. Uh, and so Scott went fucking sicko mode and like made the second one in like a couple months. Yeah, just started pumping them out. He. He went insane with the first like three games yes. and the timeline that he made them in is nuts. Um, so in the first one, there is uh, uh, oh, that was the other thing I really needed to say, by the way, was that yes. this was uh, part of Steam Greenlight. If you guys remember that program, yes, yeah, that's I right, Steam yep. Greenlight, yeah. which was uh, a way for indie developers to get some funding and get some um, some attention placed on their game. I forgot so, about Steam Greenlight, yeah. Uh, so in, in, the, in the game, while you're playing, there's references to all sorts of stuff. Um, references to children that have gone missing. References to something called the Bite of 87. Um, Was that the Bite of 87? References to all sorts of things. And uh, it took a while. Uh, one of the things that FNAF has done very well uh, is 
making you it's like dark souls right you yeah. you need to discover the lore you need to figure out what it means and it has created and one of the reasons i think it's still so popular to this day is it has fostered this community of lore hunters mm-hmm. that dig into the game files and make timelines and come up with a series of events for this game uh i don't remember when you f- started to figure out um that the animatronics are possessed by the souls of children. I want to say it's the second one. I, when you start to figure that out, yeah. Um, that that's the reason why the animatronics are the way they are. Yeah. So big reveal. Uh, the animatronics are dead children. Yes. Um, and phone guy. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. And phone guy, who is uh the one of the two creators of the animatronics. Uh, whose name I cannot think of. Like William something? Uh, William Afton. Yeah. Um, has Is killing them. He made the animatronics, and he would dress up as one of the animatronics, and he would lure children into this back room of the pizzeria mm-hmm. and kill them. Uh, not a good guy, William Afton. Bad, not, a, not a great guy, Bad no. man, uh, and is still the main antagonist of the franchise. Uh. Friday Night at Freddy 2 was the exact same game. Yes. Uh, uh, bah, bah, hey. No, there's vents and a wind-up box. You're right. There's vents and a wind-up box and a mascot hat, a mascot head that you could put on to trick the animatronics that you were a And mas- a flashlight to yeah. flash. Um, but also, your first game went viral. It, you sold it for $5. Yeah. Like, making a second game with the exact same kind of uh, assets and mechanics, but just with a couple extra things... Is a no brainer. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that's I'm. That is not a criticism. He yeah. capitalized um, on yeah, it. Yeah, right. when when you hit it, you gotta go right. And oh, yeah. Scott knew that because it was the first time he had had success with the game with in, in with the any, game yeah, with any of his games. Yeah. Um. And uh, he really did. You know, seem genuinely pleased. He definitely got burnout there toward the end, which you'll kind of experience. He actually put stuff in there about like. Hit him not knowing what to do with the franchise right. a few times, um, but that's down the line. Um, there were different animatronics in the second game, and this is where part of the question is: this is when the timeline started to really get to be formed because uh, this is a prequel, right? I believe that yeah. is correct. Yep. Uh, but everything looks nicer and newer, so it, like that's this is, again adding to the mystery of what. And this is something that other games have tried to do where they try to add like all this like lore and stuff that's like not super obvious in the vein of like five nights at freddy's um like hello neighbor yeah just tried to do that uh and i i don't i don't know i feel like a lot of them don't get it just right yeah it's it's a hard balancing act right and how much how much is lore that you've actually pre-planned and how much are you just listening to like popular theories and using that to influence what you're creating exactly because uh a lot of the times what when people start to copy this stuff and they fail what do they try to do is either a they tried to get to the crazy stuff too fast yeah you, you completely skipped over the cool suspense part you completely skipped over the mystery we're already at the crazy weird stuff and b it it feels I don't want to say like sterile or clean, but it just feels too planned out. Whereas these, uh, you know, it feels like it is shaping like as like as every game is coming out. Yeah. Um, but with like a lot of the other ones, it feels like 
you know, you could guess what happens right from the get-go. 100%. Uh, one really interesting thing that you guys brought up already, and I just wanted to clarify, um, Five Nights at Freddy's 1 came out on uh, Steam Greenlight in August 2014. Yep. Five Nights at Freddy's 2 came out in November of 2014. God. Yeah. <laughs> and Five Nights at Freddy's 3 came out in March of 2015. Yeah. That is insane. It is. Uh, like, he, he made a man. He had to do it. I understand that, oh, you know, he had a lot of assets and stuff like that that he could reuse. Not like these things aren't that hard to make. But to make three games in that span of time with even with all the assets yeah. is nuts. Yeah. And also Finance of Freddy's 4 was released in uh July of 2015. Oh yeah. With one this is one dude. Who so made, one dude made four games in less than a year. Yeah. That's nuts. Um this also introduced the puppet, I believe. Um that was the, what the music box is, who becomes very important uh as the puppet is quote possessed by the crying child. Mhm. Um, the deep lore. and is the one who kind of took the souls of the children and ushered them into uh, the animatronics via remnant, which is a whole nother thing that I don't really want to get into. Um, it's like magical metal. Magical metal. Uh, then that takes us to FNAF three, which is a, if FNAF two is a prequel, FNAF three is a sequel to the first one. Yes. Um, and takes place in a museum. It's, yeah. It's it, like a... Well, I thought, isn't it... <sighs> it's like a FNAF fan Yeah, made. it's like a weird fan thing. Yeah, it's like, like it's not an actual pizza. It's like a, a reopened pizzeria to, like, made by fans of Freddy Fazbear it's, Entertainment. Imagine if someone opened up uh, a not... Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, like a Chuck E. Cheese like, tribute. Yeah, a Chuck E. Cheese tribute restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Uh it it was like kind of like that, I think. Um, and this was a bit of a departure because now you only have one animatronic. Yes. And it is Springtrap, who lore is uh the suit that William Afton used to get the kitties. Um it was a there were these suits that were called Springlock suits because they could activate on their own. Or you could, like, get inside of them and use them as, like, mascot suits. But the springs... Oh, it was a horror attraction. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. But the, the springs were very, like, if you, they got wet or whatever, they could, like, snap and just kill you. Yeah. So it was a very dangerous thing to do. Um, but they found Springtrap in a hidden room locked off in... Uh, Freddy Fazbear's and bought it for their attraction and then you know of course it's possessed by William Afton who died in it yeah and uh very very gruesome he death. really wants your butt he, he he's do. gonna get it um but yeah it's just the one just the one am aminatronic anemone along with weird stuff that will happen to you uh like uh, weird things that you'll see. Hallucinations. Yeah, like there's all these hallucinations and stuff that will happen uh, to mess with you while you're playing the game. And the biggest addition to this game, uh, I believe this is the one where they added the mini games. correct? Yes. Um, this is the one where they added hidden mini-game, like 8-bit NES-style mini-games that added to the lore. Yeah. 
Um, I would say this was the game that really started like pumping, pumping the lore, or at least confirming or disproving what theorists had started to craft as the lore. Because in the very first FNAF, I remember Matt Pat, who, if you haven't watched Game Theory, is a huge channel. It's great. Go watch it. Um, was about, interestingly, an actual series of murders that happened in a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Um, back in, like, the 80s. And uh, they... He had, like, appointed each one to a different person who had died in this true event based on where the animatronics could be found. And uh, then when the second game came out, it started creating more in-depth lore. And then this is the one where Scott was like, okay, let's let's play into this and started really doubling down on some of the decisions he had made. Yeah. Uh, and this is where you find out about like who Springtrap is and who William Afton is, who Phone Guy was, Golden Freddy. You start finding out more about all of those things. And it was supposed to end here, as I recall. Yeah. This was originally going to be the end of Five Nights at Freddy's, which is going to be a trilogy. Boom, 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 done. And it, it was wasn't. Not. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and real quick, uh, by this time, these games obviously look very similar. They play very similar. I feel like for a lot of people, the reason they kept watching these games was not because that these games were scary anymore. Because they, I, th- I feel like they stopped being scary. Um, but people were watching them for the lore. So that's why we're talking so much about the lore is yeah. because the lore is honestly what a lot of people were watching these videos for. Uh, because again, like, yes, it's fun to watch somebody get scared, but even like these streamers are not getting that like scared by it anymore because we're three games in and they all play similarly. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. We, you're gonna, you're going to have some sort of computer system. You're not going to move. You're going to use that computer system to look at other shit. Uh, and you know, you have some sort of power supply that if it runs out, you die. Uh, and that, I mean, that was the game. So it was, it really, really came down to the lore. And that was how the original trilogy was supposed to end. I think we should take a break and then we can come back and talk about the post trilogy. The post trilogy. Oh my, there's more. Oh my God. There's so much more. This franchise. So much more. Will never die. Never, ever, ever. Uh, Just like Afton says, I always come back. It's true. Uh, Logan, can you make me die and hit him with the eyes? Hit him with the eyes. Hit him with the eyes. The eyes of March. Uh, do I hit the button? Yeah, hit him hit him with, <laughs> hit him with the, the ides. Hit him with the ides. Ay 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 ay. We're back. We're I died I died I died. I died I died. Um Craig my man. Jackson my man. If I don't like the ides. If I want to get past the ides and enjoy our show I'd free what can I do <laughs> you wanna kill some goddamn I- Ides with me you can give LAS $10 a month <laughs> to kill Ides that's LAS plus uh, at LASmediagroup.com slash plus what does what does LAS plus give you Craig <laughs> you so much stuff Jackson like access to 
ad-free ep- free episodes. Thank you. And uh, all sorts of bonus content. Like we have a post show. Other shows have like other kind of like bonus episodes that they'll do or a little like bonus reactions and that kind of stuff. Uh, like we'll do reactions to stuff and a lot of that will go on to LAS Plus. Special um, deals at live shows. Oh, special deals at live shows. Can't forget about that, Jack. Gotta, gotta have special deals at live shows. Gotta have special deals at live shows. And, you know, just deals in general, which is a, a fantastic way. Plus, on top of all that, you are supporting local. You are. And not just us local, but local businesses, because we partner a lot with local businesses to give you exclusive deals. We do. LASmediagroup.com slash plus. LASmediagroup.com slash plus. Do you want a tease of what the post show is going to be this week? Uh, Ooh, let's let's give them a tease. Let's give them a little tease to make them make them make them subscribe. All right. What is the post show going to be this week? We're gonna play a game oh, okay. called uh, fill in the blank. Oh, I video, like filling in blanks. Fill in the blank. I like filling in blanks a lot. So if you want to fill in some blanks with us, uh, just subscribe. fill in your blank. We'll fill oh, in your em. blank for ten dollars a month. Elias, we do group back ops plus. Fill in the blank. Ides. Um. So this is so embarrassing for you. <laughs> I know. How dare I fumble a word? How dare you? How dare I? Uh, FNAF four. He was saying Cuthorn earlier. So I did. I did. Um, I did once. So that was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so yes, FNAF five. It is a departure from I mean, four. screen. Four. four. Yes. Yeah. FNAF 4, it is a departure from having a screen in front of your face. Yeah, no screen, and you are not in a pizzeria or and a horror attraction. You're in a house. You get to move. You're, uh, you're a child in a house, child and house. Uh, you are having nightmares about Aminem and the Patronics. Um, and Santa. No, this is just an ad for Violent Night, which looks oh, hilarious. I need to watch that. Um, Trailer. It's, uh, it's Die Hard with Santa Claus. Oh, I've um, never seen Die Hard. <sighs> I just hurt. Okay, stay focused. I hurt Jackson's feelings. We're gonna gonna talk about. So you are a child in a bedroom. There are two doors on either side now that are like normal doors to a house that you actually will run to and can peek out of with your flashlight to see if anything is coming down the hallway. There's also a closet in front of you that things can spawn in sometimes, and a bed behind you, and a bed behind you. There's still a fan because every game has a fan. I'm your biggest fan. Oh, thanks. Um. And uh, just a little bit of motion sickness from running around from door to door. Yeah, because like the running animation, like you're like you turn off the flashlight to run to the door, which first off, what? Yeah, I would. Why would he turn off the flashlight to run to the door? But it's a nightmare. And you stare at the ground. And yeah, you stare at the ground. And so it's like, "Ah, ah." which I guess is supposed to help add to not knowing about the world around you. Right. Right, I would agree to that. I guess I, you know, it's it's a weird choice. Uh, it's for a weird game. FNAF Four is the black sheep, I think. It is of the mainline games. I mean, there's so much more, um, like Pizzeria Simulator, mm-hmm. which is a departure from the mainline games. Um, that's the uh, RPG, right? No, that's uh, oh God. I don't even remember what that one is called. No, Pizzeria Simulator is the one where you make your own pizzeria and you buy like oh yeah attractions, yeah, yeah. which is actually massively important to the lore of the game. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so crazy um, because Scott, you know, he's like, okay, I've done the pizzeria thing, I've done the horror thing. Let's start telling kind of a different story, and he begins to talk about this is the Crying Child where yeah. you learn about. What happened to the crying child and the bite of 83, which is 
different than the bite, bite of 87 because there's two different bites. They be biting. They be biting. Um, bitey fucks. Uh, yeah, you learn that this child, the crying child, um, was a big fan of Five Nights at Freddy's, but was all, or uh, sorry, was a bit, not FNAF, was a big fan of Freddy Fazbear's, but also was terrified of them suddenly for some reason, something he saw. And you don't know what that is. Um, and you That's kind of come to learn that he may or may not have seen William Afton take a child to the back room and not come back out. And when he started becoming afraid of uh, Freddy Fazbear's, his he had a birthday party there because the running theory is that this is actually William Afton's son. One of the, the two sons. Right. And at the birthday party, their, his brother put him in one of the animatronics' mouths because he's a dick. Yeah, he's a big old dude. And the animatronic actually bite, bit down, like, through the skull yeah. and just wrecked him. Just fucking this killed child. him. But I think he lived, right? He, he was in a coma. Yeah. Um, and that's where the running theory is that this game takes place in his brain. Like, it's all a dream. We're um, in a coma, baby. Oh, wow. The old Markiplier end screen. Wow. Yeah. The classic. Classic. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this one was the biggest, like, like obviously the animatronics look extra, quote unquote, scary. You know, they got the big mouths and teeth and yeah. all that because they're biting him and all that kind of stuff. And this one has a story that's a little more laid out for you. Yeah. Not so much as who the child is. But, like, you see the bite happen, you meet a bunch of characters, there's little little clues and stuff that can add to, like, who the people are, because you're never given a name. But um, it's more of, like, here's a self-contained story yeah. that also feeds in. I also think at this point, Scott was like, okay, we've done the pizzeria stuff, let's try to do something else. Um, it was fine. Yeah, I think... Like you said, this is the black sheep of the uh, franchise, and you know, it, it feels like it. Yeah. This is this is the one that's just the most. I think people will say like, "Oh yeah, that was that was neat." Yeah, and people were just still just getting hungry for the lore. the The animatronics looked like generically scary, like yes. having rows and rows of teeth, and the idea being that. It's all in the mind of a child, right? Like right. you're seeing these creature, these animatronics as this terrified child saw them. Right. Um, it's Nightmare Freddy and Nightmare Chica. Yeah, Nightmare ni Bond. Exactly. And even even the name, right? Nightmare. Yeah, yeah means like, that this must be happening in his brain. Yeah, like these these are not like made to be real scary. They're made to be what would a child having a nightmare think is scary when i was a child one of my nightwares that i remember vividly having was uh running down the street with my family uh in this weird like city and the sky was all red and everything was like always red always red uh and like everything looked weirdly like silhouetted and i ran up to this door and i went to go grab the knob and the knob was like covered in nails uh and then like it started bleeding uh, and then I woke up. So that was one of the nightmares I had oh, as weird. a child. My, uh, my Very different than this kid's Yeah, nightmares. my childhood nightmares were a lot of uh, sirens coming out of the ground at random moments in my dream. And then, nukes, and then nukes going off. What? Yeah. Whoa. So Jackson was afraid of the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that happened a lot. Um, 
Yeah, I. You also get to meet. Uh, what's the name of his little doll? Um, I know what you uh, mean. Uh, friend, friend, uh, Fred Bear. Yes, Fred Bear. Um, I think, which is like a, a little teddy bear of of Golden Freddy. Yeah, he's a little plush. Um. At the time, because it talked to you, and at the time, people were like, oh, you know, it's possessed with one of the children, and da-da-da. Um, but what you come to learn, at least now, is that it actually was a walkie-talkie. We now know, lore, that the house that you're in is actually William Afton's house, but that he has a lab underneath the house where he builds these animatronics, and experimented on his kids, which is another reason why the kid was so afraid of these animatronics, and he would communicate through uh, Fredbear. Um, he could actually talk to his son through that device. Um, this guy's messed up. And it, when the kid died, there was a whole thing of, of the color plays an important role in the lore of this game, yes. which is a crazy thing, right? Like, every little detail has been picked apart by this community of, of lore crafters or lore finders. And lore every, masters. Lore masters. And every character has a specific color, a specific font. Um, like and there was guy. one that, like, it was like, oh, this is the font of uh, Fredbear, like, and it says, I will put you back together, and everyone was like, oh, what does it mean? It means he'll put him inside an animatronic or whatever, which you find out is, is Afton, who killed a lot of kids, but not his own kids, at least not intentionally, and um, wanted to rebuild his family because after his son dies, everything kind of falls apart, and his I believe his wife dies, and so he starts like trying to rebuild his family as an animatronics. Did we tell you that this shit's weird? Shit's it's weird. really fucking weird. It's in, It's intense. It's intense. The lore of these games are intense, and it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, what came after four? Um, I don't think it was FNAF five. I think we got was a it sister place. Oh, sister location. Sister location. Um, no. I don't believe it was sister location. I think we got a uh, a side game. Mm. The RPG might have come out here. The RPG uh, was one of the. Mainline games. Was that a fan game? Five Nights at Freddy's World was released at this point. That's. Uh, it received mixed reviews due to glitches and other issues. It was pulled from Steam. An improved version was then released for free uh, about uh, a few weeks later. And then. Uh, yeah, FNAF World was the RPG. It was like a turn based RPG that had a bunch of lore in it. Gotta cram these weird one-offs with lore baby scott was like i'm done with the old formula i want to mix it up and he made an rpg where you got to make teams of your favorite haunted animatronics that weren't actually haunted in this world because it was a, a in in world video game wait or is this the top down 3d or hold on what does this game look like logan i got you one sec holding we're in a holding pattern right now ladies and gentlemen uh if you look on i believe channel. this was the rpg yeah was yeah, it? I think so. I think you're right because I'm I'm also remembering some weird one that like looked kind of like claymationy. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, no. fuck! What is that one? Because there's ones that I'm I'm trying to remember if it was a fan game or not. I mean, Lord knows there have been a lot of fan games. I know that's a problem. They're all mixing in my head. So many fan games, 
Five nights at Funky's. Yes. Ten days at Daisy's. Like. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. FNAF World. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This, I was this is the RPG. A, I was thinking of a. a, a Okay, I think the one that I was thinking of is a fan game that is also an RPG. Oh, really? I think so. Weird. Uh, yes, okay. I know this one now. Yep. Uh, really weird, weird game in the franchise. Um, and then we got... Uh, then I believe we did get Sister Location. Yes. And Sister Location was fucking um, and gave us exotic butters. Exotic butters. Uh, so Sister Location took place, people speculate, in the basement of the Afton's home. This was in, Mark's red hair era. In, yes, Mark's red hair era. Uh, took place in his home, uh, or in the, in the lab beneath his home. Right. Uh, and this is where you got to meet Baby and Ballora and a bunch of other uh, animatronics that, if I recall, you actually moved around in Sister Location. I think so. I this is one of the ones that I remember like the least about, just because uh, this one never really interests me that much. Really? Yeah. They um, so you would move from like place to place, and you the animatronics were like not boss fights, but kind of like their own stages. Mm-hmm. Uh. And they added the uh, the what is it repairing mini game I think in Sister Location yeah where you had to like repair some of the animatronics yeah uh, and Baby would talk to you this is the where they had voices and would speak to you oh yeah 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 this is like the one that I I, I think it was like the first one that really got like voice acting and stuff yeah. Um, cause the other ones were, cause it was just Scott who was, who did vo- phone guy's voice for a long, long for like, right. Um, or did he get someone else? To I do that? don't remember. At I least remember I, maybe, uh, but yeah, this is, um, at least according to thought lore, you play as Mike Afton, mm. who is the older brother of, uh, he's the one who put the younger, uh, Henry, no, not Henry. Henry's the other creator. There's so many names in this freaking There's franchise, so man. There's so many. Uh, and then the books. Like, the books are not canon, but they're kind of canon, and it's weird. Um, you, this, this is this is what, like, like this this is... Is there a limit? Is Can, can we, like... is Do they go too far sometimes? I, I think so. And I was going to get there when we get yeah. there. I don't think they've jumped the shark quite yet. But uh, it's definitely a step in that direction. It, it, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so like, yeah, we got because there's so much. There's so oh much, gosh, there's so much. And you play as Mike, who is the elder Afton's son. Uh, at this point, William Afton is theoretically dead, or because uh, you you don't see him and you're getting into his lab. Um, you meet Ballora, who's an animatronic that is apparently supposed to be Afton's like wife rebuilt. You meet Baby, who is uh, an animatronic that was made with, like, the state-of-the-art child capture system in her stomach. Yeah. And she captured the sister, and the sister possessed Baby, 
um, which you can tell by the eye color change. Again, eye is very or color is very important in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike is kind of like going down to the lab below that he finds to get information or whatever. Uh oh. Uh, back to the lab. Spoilers. Again. Back to the lab again. <laughs> uh, it ends not well for Mike. It doesn't go well for as him. Baby tricks him and he is uh, scooped. His innards get scooped out, and uh, a animatronic blob. The amalgamation uh, uses his skin like a suit. Yep. And walks around pretending to be him. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's not uh, not fun for old Mike. Where does Henry take place in all of this? Right, like the, the other creator. Yes. Uh, so you actually meet Henry, I believe, in FNAF World. Mm. Um, who, there was some like, is it... Uh, you know, there was there was talk of like, is it Scott? Like, are you meeting Scott or yeah. is this another person? And you meet because you can actually meet Scott in uh, FNAF World. Right. There's a hidden way to like meet him. <laughs> but you actually you meet a guy at a desk that is supposed to be Henry who figures out what Afton is doing. Um, and uh, oh, nice. Uh, Logan found a like a like source a filmmaker. Yeah. Like a, um, and you figures out what Afton's doing, and puts a plan into motion to stop him as he begins to figure out that like oh Afton's not dead, um, and his spirit is like still going around, still murdering kids. Uh, but after this, we got um Ultimate Custom Night. We had a uh, sister location, and then um. Uh, ooh, interesting. Um, no, sorry, we got we got uh, then, Pizzeria Simulator. Yeah, on July third, twenty seventeen, Cawthon announced the cancellation of a sixth main installment. Um, and then Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator was released on December fourth, twenty seventeen, which is the next main installment. Yeah. Um. So the gameplay is a little different. Because you do things like repair animatronics and like bring them in um, and try not to get eaten by them. Uh, and you make your own pizzeria with attractions that give you different lore and, and you're trying to... Uh, spoilers for Pizzeria Simulator. You are trying to lure back all the old animatronics that are out there in the world that are still haunted. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't a real pizzeria. This is a death trap that Henry has created to burn all the evidence. Um, Kill Afton. You play as Mike um, as the security guard or whatever. And you're making this pizzeria and you're bringing in all the animatronics. Then Henry locks down all the doors and burns everything inside it alive. Um, That's that's. Wait, what about Mike? Uh, oh, Mike dies too. Oh, Mike. Because he's a uh, he's an animatronic possessed now. Uh, that's right? true. He is now just a giant uh, bundle of wires put yeah. together into a human body. Uh, this is where I like had fallen off with uh, FNAF. This is when I was just kind of like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, uh, it, <laughs> it was interesting because it was like, here's this is the end, right? The yeah. end of the Afton era. Henry has won. He has captured Afton. He has this great monologue. 
talking to all of the at the very end like as everything's burning he has this great monologue where he talks to the animatronics through like an overhead speaker it is genuine it's a really good monologue um very andrew ryan-ish mm-hmm. uh from bioshock yeah and uh that was the end in theory of fnaf you got ultimate custom night afterwards which was all of the animatronics all played at the same time that you could like pick and choose which animatronics were live and they all had like different things and you could have like 50 animatronics going at once that you had to try to battle like it was it was a really cool game but the idea was that you were playing as William Afton in hell <laughs> and that the uh crying child or sorry not the crying child golden freddy um who is a spirit i believe we now know or now call cassidy um is is haunt like will not let you rest um the spirit of vengeance cassidy is like just tormenting you endlessly also known as markiplier's hell yeah yeah <laughs> um and there's more lore tidbits in this too but like this is kind of when everyone thought that the afton the whole afton stuff was dying down we're we're, we're done we can move on with our lives and then we had a little bit of a break from fnaf Till we got secure, not security breach. We got FNAF VR. Yeah, the VR game. Help wanted. Help wanted. Thank Help you. Wanted. There it is. Um, which was a brand new undertaking. You find out that uh, the FNAF games are actually in universe of FNAF, and they are made by Fazbear Entertainment, and you work for Fazbear Entertainment as they're making a new VR game, uh, and. There's this Springtrap-looking motherfucker that isn't Springtrap. It's like a mascot that you find out is called Glitchtrap, and it's Afton's spirit in the system. It's it's a little bit like Scream. Like, the Scream movies, like, kind of, like, in lore exist yes they, they, they have like a different name yeah but it's it's they're like they made movies and out of these killings you're a game tester for them and you find out as you're going through this um people believe that you play as uh i think vanessa, vanessa who I. is important in uh i'm a terrible girl in security breach very important. um one of the main characters of the franchise now at this point uh and you are playing through this game you're a game developer and eventually you start figuring out that like other game developers have been like dying um, and like killing themselves in grotesque and terrifying ways because they are getting possessed by glitch trap. Just like a regular like, trying game to developer. use their body like a puppet. Um, it was a weird game, but it was VR. I would never, ever touch this game. We're watching gameplay of Help Wanted right now. <laughs> Not only is... And like, this is like a remake of the first game is in Help Wanted. It's very similar. But like you're Help doing Wanted. it in VR. I can't imagine anything scarier than doing this in VR. <laughs> I would love to watch that. I yeah. would cry. I would cry. <laughs> I would break down and cry. I'm a grown adult man. I just turned 30. And Every, I would cry. Everyone in this room would love to watch that. I, yeah, I would watch that. That sounds fun. And honestly, my bladder's full enough that I might just pee myself. <laughs> you might pee yourself. You might pee yourself. Um, Look at that! No! <laughs> no! Uh, and that was Help Stupid. Wanted. We then got a phone game that I don't really care enough about. It was like so Pokemon much. Go. So much. I know. And I'm just like 
blasting through to this point. There's so much more like lore stuff to talk about. Um, Help Wanted also had uh, it doubled down on the whole like repairing animatronics bit, but you were doing it, you know, in VR and stuff. Right. Uh, as uh, well special as special delivery was the mobile game. Special delivery, thank you. Um, that also had some lore tidbits hidden in it. It had a uh, Princess Quest. I think was the name of the, the mini game where it was uh Vanny's like quest to beat glitch trap who's in her brain now and Vanny starts having like a multiple personality thing where part of her is glitch trap and the other part is her but she's still in there and it's like a, a battle between who can control her body yeah we're getting into the the wacky like yeah. uh that yeah. shark's coming and at this point I believe Scott threw in the towel and said I'm done uh, I have a movie deal in the works I've got books I'm going to give over the game to another company. Rightfully so. And they made Security Breach, which is a game. It's a weird fucking game. And also released pretty buggy, right? Extremely like, buggy. Extremely. Like, I, I remember hearing, like, people were struggling to play it because it was hard and to play. And not coherent. Like, the story, this was one, again, another one that was, like, supposed to have a lot of, in like, just standalone, in-depth lore and, right. like, spell a lot of things out for you. But not everything, right? There's still a bunch of secrets to be found. But this is the first free-roaming FNAF game. Yeah, you're out. You're out in the boot There is around. the Megaplex. And the Super Megaplex? Super Megaplex. And you... Or Pizzaplex. Sorry, the Mega Pizzaplex. Uh, sorry, Meghead. It's got a big name like that. It takes place in the 80s at this massive, like, mall-slash-pizzeria-slash-amusement park. And you play as a kid who gets locked inside? Yeah. It's, like, you're, like, homeless or something like that, like, based off of one yeah. of the ep endings. It and looks like you're, like, a homeless kid. And, like... Vanessa-slash-Vanny, which is her glitch trap alter ego is the security guard for this place um after she got all mind fucked um and you befriend one of the animatronics which is um it's freddy but he's got another name um because he's all 80s and glam rock glam rock freddy oh yeah so like all of like uh like there's new oh yeah Freddy Fazbear yeah. yeah um everything is now like super 80s glam rock yeah uh intense colors and, and this is when they tried to make it a triple A game yes um it was a full on like there were four animatronics you had to defeat and you had options of like taking their bits to upgrade Freddy to help you get into new areas. And you uh, could, like, hide in Freddy's chest and, like, yeah. use him to walk around. There's a whole bunch of controversy about whether the boy you're playing as is a robot or not. It spawned a whole thing. It was really cool. It had the potential to be so, so good. And they screwed the pooch. Um, I don't know what happened. I couldn't even begin to say it, but there's just not... A coherency to the story it's trying to tell um it uh so i watched all the endings yes um and i don't think i like any of them yeah all, <laughs> all of the animatronics get possessed by 
the uh, or get infected with the glitch trap virus, except for Freddy. For some reason, Freddy is able to resist it yeah. and shuts down, and that's why he you're able to befriend him. Um, the running theory is that Freddy is actually possessed by Mike, the soul of Mike, and mm. that that's why he's able to resist it, um, and that you as the the kid whose name I can't remember, um, are a robot that is possessed by the soul of the crying child. What the fuck? And that... What the fuck, man? So it's you reuniting with your brother. To, the hell? To take down your dad, William Afton, because one of the key endings of the game is that Springtrap is actually locked in the basement. Yeah, And that, that Vanny, yeah. Vanessa, has been helping restore him back to life because there's remnant but then you find out there's an alternate remnant that's not remnant called something but it's like rage and it like just uses the hatred to like it's not the spirit possessing but like rage is such a strong emotion that it like infects things and so if your rage is strong enough you'll leave an imprint of yourself on the it's fucking weird man uh, audience if you listen closely you can I, I honestly you can, feel like i've been spouting a fever dream you can for an hour and a half you can hear my brain melting if this you listen close close enough. let's be really honest about this let's just be really honest this has gone on for so long this is i know i can't believe how much jackson knows about it uh, first off Credit to Jackson, but also, what the fuck? Why do you know all of this? It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. It's amazing and also terrifying. There's I think so I'm more much. scared of you now than I was before. Um, <laughs> I really like game theory. Uh, <laughs> Matt well, Pet's your best part. Okay, but it's it's such an interesting... It is. Not, not lore. It is not an interesting lore. I mean, it is, kind of. But it's... It's an interesting phenomenon to study. Yeah. The idea of FNAF and what it's become and how you keep, how you could possibly keep that going for as long as it's been going and continue to evolve and get better. Yeah. Because eventually the lore is going to outgrow it to the point that it gets ridiculous. Well, right? And, and one problem that uh, I have with FNAF, which is, I've talked about it before on this show, when you remove the mystery to stuff, I feel like you get rid of some of the excitement, some of like the spookiness, some of like the fun of it. I love a little bit of mystery and a lot of these games and what I'm afraid that they're going to keep going with going forward, they're just going to explain everything yeah. to you. And it's like, but the fun is the mystery. The yeah. fun, like the best part about the first three, uh, five nights of Freddy's is, is that, we didn't have answers to everything. We yeah. didn't know why this shit, like, 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 you didn't know why these people did these things or like all that kind of shit. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, because it lets you, it, it, it keeps that kind of element of, uh, fear a bit. Cause you're like, why the fuck is this happening? You'll never know. And to Scott's credit, while he was in charge, it did continue. Like, yes, there were answers, they were hidden, but there were answers. Some of the answers were hidden in a fucking Five Nights at Freddy's coloring book. Yeah. Like a workbook that there were these three voices in hidden code talking to you through the workbook, and you could figure out who these voices were and what spirits they belonged to. It's crazy. Um, but it reaches a point of diminishing returns 
where the lore gets so big that whatever curveballs you can throw feel out of place, and how do you fit them in the timeline? It it is it is outgrowing itself. Like there are still moments that we have that don't make sense in the timeline. They yeah. don't fit, or at least we haven't figured out how to make them fit. The lobster has grown too big for his shell, and he cannot molt fat fast enough. He cannot molt fat. He cannot molt fat. And um, he cannot molt fast enough. That was a long. Well, actually, honestly, that was a pretty succinct summary. <laughs> you did, you did a good job. I was Can about I get to say, a round of applause. I was for about Jackson to say that here? was a very long summary of the FNAF lore. But honestly, there's so, there's so much, much more. I didn't even talk about the books. Oh God, no. Which no. I haven't read. I have not read either. I just know a lot of the stories from them. Uh, so FNAF. Uh, to wrap this up, we've gotten to a point where. It's a bit much. Now. It's, oh my it's God, a so bit much. much. It's it? gotten weird. It's kind of lost itself in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Um, and I don't disagree. For me, Security Breach was kind of that nail of, oh, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, we didn't talk about the box that never opened. Yeah, there's just stuff in that game that like is totally undone. There's yeah. whole, there are whole, like, if I remember hearing about it, there's like whole swaths of stuff that is just there and is literally pointless. Yeah. Um, cause they, it's not done. The game is, the game wasn't done yeah. when they released it. Uh, and so it's still not done because. Oh, I was talking about like back game. in FNAF three where there was the, the box with the two the locks. box. Yeah. That was never open because Scott's like, there's stuff in there, but he's like, but I don't want to, again, the fun is in the mystery. I don't exactly. want to give too much away. Exactly. Uh, uh but. Yeah, with Security Breach, that game released way too early. Yeah, was they needed full another. Of bugs. They needed another year. Had whole areas that were completely like pointless. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we need to be done. I think I think we need to be done with FNAF. Yeah. I, well, until we get the movie, you're killing it. So the movie's killing still it. in the works. Yeah. Yes. But it has, as recently as November of 2021, it's development hell, right? Yeah, it has. script hell in particular. Oh, yeah. script so the hell. scripts have all been terrible. And as recently as November 2021, it was announced that Chris Columbus, who was the director attached to it, has left. Mm. And now was they're he reworking by the, the script again. Is he what? Was he killed by the natives? Because <laughs> Christopher Columbus? I hate you. Which I is what I wish happened to Christopher and Columbus. Everything you stand for. Um, <laughs> That's an unfortunate name. <laughs> I feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, that's probably why he goes by Chris, right? That's probably why his name... Uh, his parents named him Christopher. And he's They're like, evil. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, it's in development hell. Uh, I think there's still more books planned to come out. The main Jeez. Fazbear Frights is over, but there's a whole nother series. Right. There's also the... Uh, so Fazbear Frights, it's like a collection of short stories, but then there's also a book trilogy called like Silver Eyes that's an actual story about animatronics that grow up. Yeah, like, <laughs> she finds... What? Like, what? Yeah, what she, is that? What are we doing like, here? She finds, like, her old bodies, and, like, they just, like, download them and then put her into a new body. It's, a, it's fucking weird, man. Um, thank you for listening. I don't want to keep... Made, is, is the future just that you don't want it? Yes. The, for me, the future is that I think it needs to be done. I... Don't disagree. It, it either the future of the franchise needs to be either that, or it needs to have a very clear direction on where it wants to go, 
and it needs to be willing to take the time to make that vision happen. I I, I think it needs a finish line. It and can't it, keep riding on the coattails. It can't. I'm fine with Five Nights at Freddy's continuing, but like Afton is dead. Leave him dead. Right. Don't bring him back again. Right. Like the animatronics are interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Like. I don't know what that looks like, but you don't need to continue to add to this story in that universe. Here's There's the thing. so many other stories in that universe you could tell. We've developed a universe where spirits can inhabit objects. Yes. Let's Be go that. with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like that that in itself, like spirits of vengeance can inhabit inanimate objects, uh, move with that direction, move away from the... But Afton... Yeah, we don't need that it's anymore. Like, yeah, we get it. We don't Afton, need it anymore. Afton discovered Remnant. Like, cool. He's killed a bunch of kids. Great. That's done. It happened. In fact, one of the things that happens in one of the endings of I think FNAF f- uh, four. No, FNAF. Maybe it is FNAF four. Um, the puppet lets the spirits go. The spirits rest. Yeah, they are gone. Yeah, and that. we're yeah, I think I still four. yelling about them. I've been doing it for an hour and a half. <laughs> Move on. Like, tell another story. We don't need more added because all you're going to do is dilute the good that you had. A hundred percent. So, yeah, that's 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 my future for this game. Please move on. Uh, for me personally, be done. Wrap it. Like, I honestly, for me personally, just make one more game that wraps it up. I, I don't care. There are Just a lot of loose ends that need to get wrapped up. Yeah. Um, and uh, now we got to go fight Logan. God, I forgot. My brain is fried from trying to ingest all that information. Oh, I know. I Like I said, I just spewed Five Nights at I'm Freddy's lore for an hour and a half straight. This better be the fastest quiz in NATO. Or just give me the win for or let's give Jackson for you know what, maybe just give Jackson the win for being able to know all of that. The odds are definitely in Jackson's favor. If anyone's new and they did make it to the end of this episode, can you I'm tell very them proud of you. Also, yeah, congratulations! I'm so proud of you. Who made this was a thick end. one. This is a thick boy. But I boy. didn't want to have to talk about it again. I didn't want to make it a two-parter. That's I just fair. wanted to get through it. That's fair. What are we doing here? All right, this is the last uh, thing that we do here in the show. We do a final quiz where Jackson and I go toe-to-toe against Logan's quiz of quizziness. It usually involves maybe questions, maybe ranking things, dates, times. No Ides. No Ides. <laughs> maybe putting things in chronological order. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Break out your phones. Oh, I hate this But game. do not look anything up, of course. You know the rules. Don't look anything up. Don't cheat. Yes, the odds are definitely in Jackson's favor here. But if Craig was listening, he's got a good shot. I am dead inside. <laughs> Much like the children <laughs> who are dead outside. <laughs> All right. All right. Nope, nope, that's my grocery list. I'm going to give you the nine mainline games. And yeah. you're going to tell me what the chronological lore order of them is oh, where do they fall jesus. in the timeline oh jesus logan oh jesus all right you ready here here are the nine games i'm just gonna look, i'm gonna give them to you okay okay finance of freddy's one two three and four sister location pizzeria simulator 
Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Three. One, two, three, four. Four. Okay. Sister location. Okay. Pizzeria simulator. Security breach. Help wanted. And special delivery. That's the order they came out of? Uh, no, I'm just reading them off a list. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. Sorry. Um, Finance of Freddy's World, Freddy in Space 2, Security Breach, Fury's Rage, and Ultimate Custom Night are all spinoffs. We're not putting okay, those Okay, we're not right. Okay. okay. Yeah. But the rest of these... One, two, three, four, Citra Location, Pizzeria Simulator, Security Breach, Help Wanted, Special Delivery. Put those in the order, story-wise, they would happen. Oh, shit. Okay. This is up for a lot of contention as well. Like, oh, Yeah, that's the other thing is that this isn't... Uh... Oh, boy. Um, I think it is... That... If you remember all the things Jackson told us... That... No, he didn't talk about special delivery, though. <laughs> that's the phone game. I know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really bring that one up. Uh... Um... Uh, Special delivery was the phone game. Uh, that, that. Oh boy. Um, no, 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 that's wrong. That, 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 that. Again, the options were Five Nights at Freddy's 1, 2, 3, and 4. Sister Location. Hopefully you're playing along at home. Sister Location. Pizzeria Simulator. Security Breach. Help Wanted. Which was the VR one. And Special Delivery. The problem with this is that if you miss the first one, you lose. If you miss one, you definitely miss others. Like, yeah. Right? Like, like, yeah. like if you miss like... The seventh one, then you're fine. You got the other ones, but if you miss like the first one, they're all like off. any sort of match. I, yeah. I think I think I got it. I'm going uh, Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not confident, but I'm going with it. Wow, we got all the way to the end of that song. That was your time limit. Perfect. So, good job. Nailed it. Good job. All right, uh, let's let's start. You want with... me to go first because I'm less confident. Uh, sure. And how do I want to track this? Okay. Yes, Craig, give me your order. All right. FNAF four. I'm looking at. I was looking at Jackson just to get a get a read. I need a read. Uh, FNAF four, FNAF two, FNAF one, FNAF three. Sister location, the pizza simulator, special delivery, help wanted, security breach. Um, oh God! What? So read it one more time. FNAF 4. Yep. FNAF 1. Or no, 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 no. FNAF 4. Yep. FNAF 2. FNAF 1. FNAF 3. Sister location, pizza simulator, special delivery, help wanted, security breach. Mine, I believe, is 2, 4, sister, 1, 3, pizza, help, special breach. Bro, you gotta go way slower. All right, do it. Give me again. What? <laughs> Two, four, 
sister, one, three, pizza, help, special, breach. Oh, that's delivery. Rut row is all I'm saying to that. I was, don't know. Your I four might come before two, but I don't two, think four, so. Two, four, sis. Yep. One, three. Pizza. Simulator. Yep. Okay. Help. Help. Delivery. Delivery. Breach. Breach. Got it. Okay. Got it. Um, You both had breach, right? That was the end. No, no. I discarded it. Nah. Oh, well. It's all right. Logan has it written. There we go. Uh, I just wanted to back out. <laughs> you both had sim right. Uh, pizzeria simulator. That might be it. Uh, first in the order was number four. Hey, you got that? Hey, I got that. Uh, Jackson, you had number two first. I did. Yes. Yep. Uh, the second one was number two. So you got just got that this mixed too, up, Yep. Let's go. If that's how I win, just because one of them was different. I mean, probably will be. Uh, number three was sister location. Got that. So that was Jackson. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number four was uh, number one, the first one. I got that. So that was Jackson. Uh, and this is where, Craig, you're right, because you got off. Oh, yeah. You get off uh, one, and then the rest all get off. Uh, number five was number three. Yep, got that. So that was Jackson as well. Uh, then it was Pizzeria Simulator. You both got that one. Uh, then it was Help Wanted, followed by Special Delivery. Yeah. That was Jackson. I did it! Which means Jackson... He... I winned it. He winned it! Damn it, I do feel bad that I swapped four and two. Uh, I'm going to go cry. Because <laughs> uh, that was a lot, and my brain is dying. Oh, yeah, my brain is absolutely fried. Thank uh, you for surviving <laughs> if you did. Um, if, if Five Nights at Freddy's isn't spooky enough for you, surely the amount of information I just spewed is. This is our, this is our horror month. Uh, it's a survival game, and it's a survival Yeah, this podcast. is our survival uh, and this is This is where I thrive, baby. Horror games are my shit. Um, More of a horror game kind of guy. Thank you for listening. Comes out, what, every Thursday? Every single Thursday. Every damn one. uh, 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 And less technical difficulties. Uh, LAS Plus. LASBDGroup.com slash plus, please. Thank you. We're going to go do a post show, and you can come listen to that if you are a plus subscriber. Absolutely. So, go join us. And, uh, Jackson? Can you go play some Spanish? Yeah, let's go play some Spanish.